Hello, welcome to The Social Room. I'm Alec Ruman. For our first episode, I got three things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about threads, I want to talk about Twitter, and I want to talk about the Reddit strike. And at the end, I'm going to connect all three and explain the importance of data in this age. So Wednesday night in the United States marked the release of Meta's threads. It was a response to Twitter's recent struggles as an alternative to Elon Musk's platform that he controls. 10 million signups within a few hours, that's really big for a new social media platform, though a lot of it is because Meta is tied and they've pre-programmed threads with connection to Instagram bringing over your account, its followers, and the accounts you are following. So I think Meta knows that this is a huge advantage that will help it over Twitter. Corporations and influencers with a huge following on Instagram come prepackaged with an engaged audience so they don't have to force their account to grow. It's pretty simple, it's easy, and it's streamlined. And the UI of the app says the same thing too, though maybe a little too simple as there's no DMs or explore page yet and not even connection to the ads manager. Some people think threads means the death of Twitter and some people think threads is dead on arrival. And by next week, people will be flocking back to Twitter. I disagree with the latter and I also kind of disagree with the former as well. I'm somewhere in the middle. Until the rate limit is adjusted for most users, Considering a majority of Twitter users will not pay for a verified badge just so they can use the platform for more than 10 minutes, Threads is going to con continue to take users from Twitter, and they're going to t uh, continue to bleed. Um, and I really like Threads, and I'm going to continue to use it because I have a pre-built following. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of in the middle between those two extremes. I'm going to continue to post on Twitter as well. I think that's what most businesses and influencers are going to do as Threads continues to grow and when Twitter eventually gets back on its feet. I think since both are so similar that um, people are going to take advantage of that, more specifically post-calendar and social media management apps like Hootsuite and Sked, they're going to take the advantage to let its users post the exact same thing at the exact same time to both platforms to maximize that engagement. Since both platforms are so similar and there's audiences on both, why not take advantage of that? So I think using both apps is just going to become the norm within a few months just because it's huge to market to that amount of audiences. And since people are going to be using pretty much the same thing, I don't think anyone's going to be flocking over to one thing or another. I think they're just going to be using both. It's going to be maximized for just total leverage. Um, and there's so much data flowing around on Twitter. Uh, for people who've been used to the rate limit decrease for the past few weeks, they've been having a field day on, uh, on threads. And meanwhile, you can still get locked out of Twitter within five minutes of scrolling through the app if you're not careful. So losing that access to information is huge, and, and locking out your users for using your app can really disintegrate the goodwill that people may have had for Twitter under Elon, the very little that is left for most people. So there they go. They're flocking to threads. Uh, for me and my clients and their social media pages and ad accounts that I manage, I'm going to be utilizing threads to provide a more human and relatable aspect to the brand. Since followers are ported over from Instagram, this is an even greater way to interact with the followers if you're a brand as well. My girlfriend got talking to Ben and Jerry's within minutes of using threads, like on the first day. So I really wouldn't count out that power of the app. For most of our businesses or our marketers, I'd use the app as much as you can while it's still in its infancy, post original and relatable content so you and your business can grow with the app and you can become a staple that pops up on that explore page. And I think it could be huge. Oh, and side note, I was uh, editing this and completely forgot to put this in, but uh, Twitter is looking to sue Meta for stealing trade secrets. Um, the document outlines that Meta knowingly hired people who worked on Twitter who got canned when Elon came along and that they uh, had or still had access to trade secrets. So 
first off, um, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I guess that whenever you you fire someone from your uh, social media company, they can't go continue their career somewhere else. Um, and secondly, uh, had or still has access to trade secrets implies that uh, <laughs> they didn't like remove their credentials or anything. So, um, I mean, that just shows how unsecure either Twitter is or I don't know. I think this one is kind of going to fall through. Uh, you can kind of see right through it unless Elon made them sign like a non-compete non-disclosure whenever he canned every single one of them, which I think is probably highly unlikely, uh, considering that I mean, you're in Silicon Valley. Like, how are you supposed to stop someone who works in the social media industry from continuing to work in the social media industry? Anyways, wanted to put that in before we went to our next topic. And continuing after that, I wanted to pivot over to originally what was going to be the topic of this podcast, which was Reddit. This is pretty old news, sure. But for most of you, I'd like for you to consider this as an autopsy of the Reddit strike and its effects. And I'll loop back to its relation to threads and Twitter in a minute. So if you aren't aware... A few weeks ago, Reddit, the largest forum-based social media, followed in Twitter's footsteps by marking up fees for the API usage by a pretty large margin. They are pricing out third-party app developers like Apollo, who use the site's data to create different browsers for Reddit. Uh, this was also a way to prevent people from training large language models and their AI chatbots off their API as well. A huge amount of data scraping, and that could cause just like a lot of uh, you know <laughs> load on Twitter's servers. So I can understand why they would increase the price. Um, what really started to fan the flames was when the developer of the aforementioned Apollo announced that he was shutting down the service because the charges would uh, cost him $20 million a year to run the service. And this is a huge issue because a lot of people who use Reddit, including the extremely important and commonly unpaid board moderators, used Apollo. So there goes our strike. Uh, around 4,500 of the 5,000 most popular subreddits went dark, going on strike to protest the API changes and the notion that Reddit was selling out. And I believe that this protest could have been extremely successful, considering that Reddit is almost com entirely community-driven. Uh, Reddit provides the platform, and its community is what drives traffic to the website since they post everything. Instead, the community has decided that the strike would only last 48 hours, uh, almost completely nullifying any long-term effects this could have for Reddit as a whole. Um, traffic only dropped by 16%, according to the New York Times, which is honestly a lot lower, which would be considering that almost 5,000 of the largest and most important subreddits went dark. So entire failure uh, on a metric level. And let's not beat around the bush. People clown on Reddit and the moderators, but the site and its communities are extremely helpful when looking for information. I mean, most of the time when I Google search, I put Reddit at the end when searching for tutorials or advice or news. So having these communities go dark for even 48 hours made a pretty huge impact on the way for people searching for information. But again, it was only for two days. So the Reddit executives kind of adopted fuck around and find out mentality and basically just did nothing because they knew when the protests would end and they'd basically be fine. Compare this to the, uh, the WGA strike, the Writers Guild strike that started on the 3rd of May and still has not ended. According to NPR, viewers are soon going to be really seeing what the strike is causing, that production companies are canning and, in, and indefinitely delaying or canceling new shows and new seasons to existing shows because of the lack of the writers to helm the creative efforts. These people are sacrificing their jobs, their pay, and their lifestyle to stand up to companies and streaming services underpaying them around the con consistent churn of new content. Tons of late-night comedy, sh comedy shows such as SNL or John Oliver have completely stopped 
no end date, no real effects, sorry, real effects on the strike. And some communities have opted to remain indefinitely private on Reddit in protest, and others have opted to flag their communities not safe for work so advertisers couldn't place anything on their subreddits. But uh, most of them have opened begrudgingly and simply post that Reddit made them open. In a lot of cases, this is true, as the site's administrators, the people who are paid and employed by Reddit, went around to the moderators, basically strong-arming them, saying, if you don't open, and we're going to find someone else to take your place on the moderating staff for your subreddit. So, boom, it's gone. The protest itself was a dud. Um, however, I wanted to go back to what caused the protest, which was the API pricing, and perhaps look a little bit deeper to understand why this happened in the first place. Uh, Redditors may view the executives as greedy and only interested in selling out Reddit. Um, I think it goes a little deeper than that. Uh, Reddit is not public. In the past decade, Reddit has been kept up primarily by venture capital investment and ad spend from advertisers. They're moving towards an IPO last year, but 2022 stock market kind of like, you know, had a little bit of trouble and caused the CEO, Steve Huffman, to reconsider. Um, and again, venture capital is not stable. It's only a certain amount of money, and it's only to get the company off the ground until the, uh, until the venture capital industries or companies that gave the investment get their money back whenever they, eventually the company goes public. Uh, let's think about how much it costs to run Reddit. It's public knowledge that Twitter is unprofitable. Pretty sure YouTube's unprofitable, so it's not a hard claim to say that Reddit is unprofitable as well. It makes sense for Reddit to try to increase their bottom line by jacking up the prices for their API. It's also you know, used to price out some third-party developers, but again, that's to drive traffic to their native app and increase the company's bottom line. And <laughs> imagine how much it costs to run the Reddit servers. It's a privately held company, so we don't have any access to public annual reports, But this, so this number's not public, but I can only imagine that those server costs are stupid high, probably in the 10 millions, and perhaps more as the company continues to grow. So Reddit wants to strive to be profitable, or at least closer to the break-even point, and that's where the decision was made. And that doesn't mean Reddit's just not without any fault. They, they burnt the consumer base and the company... Uh, basically just kind of trashed on the community that controls their website and the traffic to it and you know i'm not trying to say that these people are going to leave reddit for an alternative like twitter and threads um people are going to adhere to the the status quo of reddit and continue to use a pre-established service because there's no better alternative whether they like it or not i can't tell you the last time that i used a forum man it's been so long and i don't think forums are particularly popular they used to be in the early stages of the internet but Reddit just became this giant, like, mega forum for everyone to have a community and for everyone to post to. And it's so established that there's not going to be another little guy coming through. There's not going to be a company like Meta making a Reddit. This is just the way it's going to be. And people aren't going to leave. But I think that Reddit has the opportunity to turn the community backlash that they've had over the past few weeks into a boost for their company's public image. My solution, I think Reddit should just start paying the mods, at least some amount to justify their work. Considering that a large portion of the community backlash was led by subreddit mods who are not paid by Reddit, and only some are paid by the subreddits they manage, there is an opportunity for these people who spend a large majority of their day and lives moderating and protecting the largest communities on the website, some, (laughs) it doesn't have to be a lot, but it, and it definitely doesn't have to be every single subreddit, 
but perhaps an opt-in system for the largest subreddits, maybe those 5,000 that I mentioned earlier. Um, and they could set rules and criteria to make the subreddits more advertiser friendly and could incentivize these moderators to continue their work for the subreddits and the Reddit community as a whole, because not only does it benefit the subreddits and the moderators, considering that they're now getting paid, but it also benefits Reddit as they're getting advertiser revenue from people trying to advertise on their platform. And again, Reddit could also fix their native mobile app so people wouldn't run to use third-party services. Uh, and that would probably cost less than you know paying the moderators, the thousands of them that there are. But I think this is probably the way and the best way that Reddit turns this backlash into something that could greatly benefit their public image and strengthen their community. Will it happen? Probably not. The executives watched as their site burned and their site protested against them and knew nothing would come of it. The steam of the Reddit revolution is gone. And as I mentioned earlier, nobody's going to switch off Reddit. For a form-esque experience, there's no competitors. Um, maybe Discord, but it's just so hard to enter a community and it has its own problems there. What could have been such a great way to reform the website and a latchkey moment in the digital age to show how much power the consumer really has on social media? This whole thing just kind of ended up being nothing, which I think is a huge shame. So what does this all say? Reddit, Twitter, threads. With the rate limit changes on Twitter and subreddits locking down in protest, it really showed me personally the power of free access of data has on the average person on the internet. We take it for granted, really. Having everything at the power of our fingertips is such a huge advantage that our generation has, and losing that ability really showed us how valuable it really is. And that's why Threads is really killing it right now. They've completely stepped over Twitter and the rate limit changes and allowed the consumer base to keep using the app. And on Twitter, you just can't do that. And that's what these companies really want. They want you to continue to use their app and continue to scroll and continue to take in data. And when you take that away, whether that be in the case of Reddit or Twitter, uh, you make real change on the way people consume media. With Reddit, it completely backfired. Um, it, it just, Nothing changed. And I mean, we saw how big of an effect it really could have on the way people consume media and the effect that it would have on the company as a whole. But again, it only lasted two days and we never really got to see what, what could really happen off of that. With Threads and its relation to Twitter, we've yet to see. I'm interested to see what happens off of that. But as I mentioned earlier, um, I think both are going to be used in conjunction with one another. But again, that's just a really interesting way for me personally to look at the importance that we all have and the importance that we put in uh, to data and how we create data and how we consume data on the internet. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening. That's everything. Let me know what you think by hitting up the socials tag below. Uh, I'm Alec Ruman, and I'll be seeing you next time on Perspective Z. Hopefully next week. That's the plan. I'll see you guys later.